1: Perfect. Start us off. Well, we're we're back for another episode of Father Knows Something, and I'm here with my daughter Morgan this afternoon, this evening.
0: Yeah, I was like, wait, what time is it?
1: We're in this evening. We we've we've just finished like you know dinner. We watched the game. Had a great game day. Mm -hmm. So now we're just going to chime in and pay attention to you guys.
0: Yeah. So this week's stories. I feel like every other week has been kind of preparing you for this moment. Some of these stories today are ones that leave you kind of thinking, "Uh uh-oh.
1: You're scaring me again.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm here for.
1: She always likes to push the envelope with me. Can you tell? Always,
0: always. So, are you ready? Oh, my. Seatbelt on.
1: Harness is in. Okay. Parachute is on. Let's go.
0: I honestly made this theme two weeks ago now, and I just have like a note at the top that says like like what like what to say. So hopefully you're ready. Up first. Hi Jerry. I've got a bit of an issue. It's not urgent or something that needs to be dealt with quickly. It's just something I would like your insight on because I've been tossing back and forth on this subject. I chose my subject as family, but it's not really about any family right now. It's about my future children so i'm a woman and so is my partner we've talked in depth about having children and we both 100 percent want to start a family up until now i've always been set on having an anonymous donor no one could change my mind my reasoning behind it was i didn't want my child thinking the sperm donor was their father because they don't have one they have two moms it kind of made sense to me i identify as a lesbian. And I don't want my child thinking that my partner and I aren't their real parents. And for some reason, the thought of them growing up and wanting to find their dad breaks my heart because no matter what, there has to be a man in the picture, even though we are lesbians. I thought if we give our child all the love in the world, they won't want to know the identity of the sperm donor. Then I started to think, what if our child resents us growing up because we choose to keep the donor anonymous? What if it causes them a lot of identity issues? Or they feel like we were lying to them their whole life or something. It terrifies me. So I'm not sure what to think. Am I just being insecure or dramatic? Please help.
1: Uh, this is a good one.
0: Tough question. It huh? is. It
1: is. Um, Maybe
0: that's the theme. Actually, tough questions.
1: Tough questions. Uh, the first. The first thought that I really have is, and I think we've all seen a lot of you know media on what goes on with DNA today and people are finding their biological father because they, they it's not because they want to have the relationship with their biological father, which might be the case. They also want to know what's going on where they came from regarding their, their genealogy. Far as the, the fact of you being her mom and your spouse being her mom, that's never going to change. Morgan is, is a, You know, our relationship is certainly unusual, maybe not as unusual as we think, because I think there's a lot of, you know, people that have had, you know, multiple parents. But I never was, from the moment that I got involved in Morgan's life, ever worried that she shouldn't know her biological father. I knew that I was the guy that was going to raise her because that was the commitment that I made in my mind to her. So there was never any doubt, and that never changed. And she does know her biological father, and she may some days call him by his first name, and she may call him dad. Sometimes she calls me by my first name, and sometimes she calls me dad. It doesn't change my security for her love or her security for my love. So if, if any of this is an insecurity, and you can identify that thought your best, you will see as after the child gets there, and as you are raising it your day to day, and they're going, you know, through life, you're her mom's, both of you. And I wouldn't worry too much about the biological side of her of, of the biological sperm donor. Um, I don't know if your sperm donor is going to be someone you know or it's going to be someone totally anonymous. Things change. It it just does. You yeah. Just... So. The the most important thing here to answer your first question insecurity I say would that's where I'm going that this is your insecurity, and all I I my advice is not to let your insecurity own you. I would certainly um, give yourself the confidence you and your in your spouse that you're going to be the parents your child's going to be raised with the love from the two of you as as their parent, and I think you'll along with that be fine. I. I think I, I've i heard many stories about uh, lesbian couples that have certainly conceived a child where um, one decided to be the caring uh, parent, and it's I've never known it not to work out and just be fine.
0: Yeah, I think this is something oddly that's come up a lot on my podcast is sperm donors, and whether you have a family like your brother-in-law donate, and so you can have, you know, a part of each partner mm-hmm. be you know a part of that child. Um this comes up a lot and I think it is a very unique situation for you know lesbian couples that it is easier than gay male couples that mm-hmm. they can just have a donor and do all this. My thought was this is I kind of agree with you. I think don't let your insecurity affect your relationship with your potential child. I think I look at this and I I think that you don't need to know who the donor is, but I wouldn't close the door off from your child. Mm-hmm. I think I would say it's in a sealed envelope on their 18th birthday. You have the choice to look at it when you, if you're ready, if you want to. But I think making that decision for your child could cause some issues down the road.
1: And I also believe that you also... The, the male sperm donor may want, may, may be doing this anonymous and doesn't want to be contacted. I don't know what
0: that it, other side looks that like. Other,
1: that other side looks like exactly. That is true. But in reality, I never um, look at the fact that I am not your sperm donor or that I look at your biological father that he is, isn't he the lucky one? He's a sperm donor. I, it doesn't get We, Parents are who raise you. This does not... I don't think this even affects Morgan with the relationship that she and I have of me being dad. I don't give a shit. I'm dad and whatever I say, that's position I take. I own it and that's just where it is. So I don't think you really need to worry about that.
0: I can see though on the flip side... My mom raised me, my actual birth mom raised me, but you came in and adopted me as like a stepfather would. Right,
1: but I but I was there from the moment you were born. I know, but and your mom was carrying you. Yes. As well.
0: But I think if it was like I still didn't know where I came from and you guys were hiding it from me mm-hmm. and didn't give me the the choice to at least just know or have an idea, I could see how that no matter how much my family loves me, it would still kind of leave me like just curious, just mm-hmm. wondering. And so I think it's, I think what the main thing here is like insecurity and addressing that in therapy and knowing you are enough, you are giving this child a life that they wouldn't have had without you Mm -hmm. and be comfortable in that you are their parent, you and your wife. And just, I think I would really do some inner work, some self-work and leave that choice up to your child. You don't have to know, but Mm -hmm. let them you know, at at 18, decide.
1: Yeah, but I I think we'll go right back to square one. It was her biggest question. Am I being insecure or should I relax about this thing? And my answer is relax about it. Don't be insecure. Yes, it, You'll be fine. And she, the, the more that she is open to know who, what, when, where, how is only going to make her secure, your child's security better. And knowing that you're there and you're her mom and your wife is her mom. And I think it will all be just be be handy dandy have 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 faith in your children your fil- your children are gonna love you
0: yeah definitely
1: and and that's all I that that's the way that I raised and her mom raised Morgan and our other kids and we've never had an issue it worked out great uh all my kids know their biological parent and it doesn't change the fact who's dad
0: no and kids are so intuitive I think as a child you can tell when your mom or your dad is feeling insecure about your relationship and projects things onto you and that in itself can hurt your you know your relationship. So just be secure, shower them with love, support and you'll be good. There you go. Up next.
1: Yes.
0: Hi dad. I, 19 female, have been in a 3-year relationship with my boyfriend, 19 male. I've been considering breaking up for a while and I don't think we are compatible. As I'm going to college to be a nurse and he barely graduated and is in a dead end job. He likes to belittle my beliefs in modern medicine and education and has no trust in our society or achievements as a nation. My biggest problem with him is he doesn't believe in severity of viruses and has attempted to infect me with COVID twice as he refuses to get the shot and I did. So he has been trying to test the theory if I'll get it since I'm vaccinated. I also have issues with his cleanliness and ethics, as we have very different points of view on a variety of topics. We never fight, but there's still the tension of beliefs and opinions. Is it worth it to keep working on a relationship based on history?
1: It sounds like you already made the, you already have made your choice. You know your direction. My question is, why are you waiting?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he's already... He, you've are you've already made the assessment and i'm not saying your assessment is incorrect um and now you just have to implement it and move on with your life
0: yeah i think i know personally i i think political beliefs and where you align on important issues are kind of a deal breaker or can they can make or break relationships. I think. Um, I think the bigger issue is the fact that he's been trying to infect her.
1: Right. This is really about if he is going to grow up at the rate that she's growing. It has nothing to do with the political party. Cause that? You know, you're going to change. That stuff changes as mm-hmm. you get educated or you grow. And you get educated by life. Yes. Life educates you with your experiences. You know, he just sounds like he is just. On a different wavelength than you are, and if he is not going to grow to get into your um, where you guys can grow um, productively, then it's, it's a waste of time.
0: Yeah, I think, like you said, she kind of already answered her question. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of looking for that extra little.
1: Well, push. I, yeah, and I get that. I mean, when I was you know younger, I was looking for a way out. I would look for anyone to give me that answer because I wasn't taking enough, you know, hate to use the expression, enough sack to go do it myself. Yeah. You know, you you know the answer. Take it, go forward, and and you whatever happens at a later date if people decide to grow, but you're not growing right now together. No. You're growing, he's stagnant, he's he is actually um, trying to hold you back from growing in the way that his behavior is. It's almost like an, an immature uh, control thing that he's doing. Mm-hmm. This isn't healthy. I don't see it as healthy.
0: No. And I think, I think COVID is a, it's a big kind of push-button topic for people. Um, and I, I think if you replace this with any other disease, because COVID, you know, the way that this has shaped up the past couple of years is it's difficult for a lot of people to understand mm-hmm. or wrap their heads around, so whatever. So replace this with something like HIV, Whatever. Or whatever. Replace it with anything. And then flip this. My partner is knowingly trying to infect me with HIV. My partner is knowingly trying to infect me with herpes. Would you be staying?
1: Good point. Like I said, this is she already knows the answer to this one. She's smart enough. You you have figured it out.
0: Okay. I thought these were going to be tough questions for you, but you're just, you're zipping through them today.
1: <laughs> Every time you tell me tough,
0: <laughs> I scare, scared you. you scare the
1: living shit out of me.
0: <laughs> okay. Up next. The older I get, the more I think it's weird that my father often talks about how attractive me and my sisters are. He has taken us to bars to show us off to his friends and is just constantly saying how he is surprised we, quote, don't have all the boys in the neighborhood banging on the door. He has also mentioned the fact that I should always be wearing a bra because I shouldn't be, quote, jiggling around. Okay. What should I do? This is an interesting (laughs) one. (laughs) Um, As Justin would say, communicate?
1: I would say that you are your own woman and... uh, I don't know your father's gig, except for the fact that he's trying to take credit that you're so attractive. I mean, I look at Morgan, I think she's beautiful. And everyone looks at Morgan of my friends. I say, oh, my God, you know, she's gorgeous. But you're also you. <laughs> and you're very headstrong. And everything about you has always been at your own choice and direction. So I can't explain what's, what's your dad's gig. But I can certainly say that if it's bugging you, you have to sit down and have a conversation with him and say, you know something, Dad? This is a little creepy. And Yeah. And by the way, you know, I'm a woman and I'm not just an object and I don't know if he's objectifying them. I don't I don't know what how to how to interpret this this guy.
0: I mean, the fact that he's commented on her boobs jiggling around because she's not wearing a bra, like he is essentially checking out his own daughter. He's he's eyeing them up and down there
1: are strange people and i can't put myself into the mindset of strange creepy people you can't but what do you tell her i tell her that she is
0: as far as advice on how to handle this you
1: are your you are a grown woman and i think that you're going to have to demand your own position and say to dad you know this is just inappropriate it makes me feel uncomfortable if you if, if you respect me or you care, and I know you do, please, I'm going to request that you don't do that. And do it in a nice way so he doesn't get defensive, but he gets the message. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do things sometimes that piss you off, and you have a way of communicating with me. And (laughs) I mean, nothing like this. I mean, probably not to get rice cakes on the floor in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, simpler stuff.
1: But it's it's still a conversation that you, you certainly feel free to say, you know, something's going on and it's kind of bugging you.
0: Yeah. I think something though that's come up a lot is the fact that communication isn't as easy for a lot of people, especially people that, you know, don't feel that they can speak up, especially to someone of a parental figure. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, you know, it's challenging for some people to just have these open communication, you know, the conversations.
1: I, I also think it probably is the maturity of the father. And the maturity, like, I think that you can come to me and know that you can say something. And I'm not going to go, 99%, I'm not going to go crazy about it. I'm going to accept it. and I'm going to own it. And we're going to have an intelligent outcome. But you're dealing with me. We don't know what they're dealing with.
0: Well, and by the sounds of it, you know, him taking her and her sister to bars and... Showing them off and constantly saying how surprised all the boys aren't banging on the door, it just sounds very immature. Boys' club, like check out my hot daughters. Like it's it's.
1: She needs to go sit down and have a conversation on her discomfort. Hold herself higher. Put herself into the position that she is not just this little girl. That she is a woman, and make him see her as a woman. That this is not appropriate. A behavior for him to be conducting himself. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not going to the marketplace and selling her off. I mean, it's, this is inappropriate.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Moving along. Okay. So this one writes in, Am I wrong for not wanting to go to my brother's wedding? So I, 24 female, got engaged last June to the love of my life. We've been together for five years already, so marriage seemed like the next step. Soon after, we set a date for August of 2023 to give us enough time to pay and save for a wedding. Now, this is where my brother comes into play. He proposed two months ago. Our wedding date is already set and several expensive things already booked. So there's no way we can change our date. Keep that in mind.
1: August 2023.
0: Mm-hmm. So he and my soon-to-be sister-in-law decided to book their wedding a month before ours, fully knowing that all of our family that is out of state won't be able to attend my wedding. I have told some cousins about the situation and they said they would go to my brother's wedding instead of mine because theirs is a destination wedding and they can use it as a vacation. I've tried to talk to my brother and future sister-in-law about the situation and possibly getting married this year instead of next because they're not even paying for the wedding, her family is. Still, they just dismissed me and walked away. I want the spotlight for 2.5 seconds. And with their wedding so close to mine, it seems like already people are forgetting about mine.
1: So what's wrong with, with doing it a year early? Could she kick it up? She just said she's looking into it.
0: So she said specifically, we set a date for August 2023 to give us enough time to pay for the wedding. Right. Our wedding date is already set and several expensive things already booked. So there's no way we can change our date.
1: So those expensive things are deposits. Most likely. So if she can go back to that same venue and see what they can work around to to get it the early... Obviously, her brother and her future sister-in-law are dead set on fucking them on (laughs) the month before. And the only thing that she... If it's important that she has these people there, everyone has their own idea of a wedding. Her mm-hmm. idea is to have these folks in this big wedding to do her thing. And she wants to have this, this moment. I'm not going to criticize her for it, but you're, you're going to have to beat them out. They, they just beat you out. You mean know, it's.
0: Yeah. I know weddings are really tricky right now, though, because of COVID mm-hmm. and the fact that a lot of people had to cancel their weddings yeah. not one year but two years in a row and so And
1: a lot these of them don't dates, get their deposit. some of them are not getting their deposits back some of yeah. them worked with them there's all kinds of flexibility and non-flexibility I got all that cuz we we're going through that with you know with with our friend Carla. Yes. But needless to say she if she if these people are not going to show up because of the and it's important to her to have them there then she's going to have to she's going to have to to beat him out, she's gonna have to play her card, her, her, her ace in the hole.
0: Well, and it sounds like she talked to cousins. I have a hard time believing her parents wouldn't come to hers. But what are your thoughts on if they're choosing, and that's you know these guests are the acting this way? Fuck them. What are your thoughts on that?
1: The, like I said, if it's important to her to have them there, mm-hmm. it's pull out the ace of spade. If if you know her the ace in the hole, should I say? And if, it's, if, if she wants to go with the thing that screwed them, if they're going to show up or not show up, they, they shouldn't be that important to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: roll on without them. To me, I don't let people control me. I go ahead and do my own thing, and if they're going to show, they're going to show, and if they're not, they're, they're, they're writing their own, their, their own message in the sand. Yeah. So that's the way I see it. I mean, you can't please all the people all the time the fact that her brother is is taking this behavior he's not going to change it apparently he he was fully aware what he was doing when they did it they were they were basically going to you know come in and i don't know if they if the word is snipe
0: <laughs> sounds like it yeah i mean you know, they, they, they they were
1: coming in and take and pulling the crowd
0: they stole her thunder it, it
1: would have been nice if they could have figured out how to do it where it might've worked for everybody, but no one had a discussion. No one came at it with a way of saying, gee, how do we do this as, you know, to, to make everybody happy and fulfill this. And that's sad that no one had that conversation.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially cause she, she got engaged last June mm-hmm. and then he got engaged a couple months ago. And so it's like, it's just very frustrating when someone is gonna intentionally come in and sabotage you like this. And, you know, it's sad for her that, she most likely is gonna to have to be the bigger person in this. Can't negotiate with terrorists. You cannot. So
1: weddings. They're weddings t- are tough. They are. A lot so, of so that's why some people just say, you know something? I think we'll find <laughs> a nice little beach front. Let's go to a beach and have our own little deal and keep it keep it
0: sweet and make it quick. I know. The amount of people that say, Oh, I wish we would have eloped. It's it's kinda of crazy. But Bottom bottom line. What do you think she should do?
1: I say that if, bottom line. I think she is whoever's going to show at her wedding feel that, that that they love her enough and find her a, you know a, a more important enough to show up. They will, and the other ones fuck them. Don't worry about it. Okay. Worry about it, just enjoy your day. And whoever shows, they're there because they want to be there, not because you had a destination place.
0: That is a good point. I think. Typically, people say the opposite. They're like, I'm going to have a destination wedding to weed out the people that aren't there for the mm-hmm. right reasons because it's harder, it's harder to get to. Mm-hmm. But I think this might be the case for her by having you know, her wedding close to her brothers, unfortunately, because of him and his asshole decisions. But I think it might weed out the people that are just coming for a free meal mm-hmm. and don't care about supporting you.
1: Absolutely. And, and you'll have a sweeter... You're, the, you will have a sweeter wedding... The the one of my best weddings I ever went pardon me went to was a friend of mine that got married in her backyard of her own home. And she was she got married later in life. And it was a wedding of love, sweetness, it was beautiful, the flower everything about that wedding, even though it was small in her backyard, was one of the best weddings I ever went to. Because everyone that was there was there for her and her husband. And it was really intimate. It was great.
0: And that's how you want your wedding to be. I yeah. mean, you want it to only be people that are there supporting you for the right reasons, not for a free meal. And or not the production. Not the production. Not to see the drama if anything happens or they're there to just you, make fun of you behind your back on your day. Like, I, there's just... You hear so many crazy stories, so...
1: Make it for what it is. Yeah. It's about love.
0: This may... The more we talk about it, this... I know I know how it feels to feel like you just can't have one moment or mm-hmm. you know if you're competing with a sibling that's the golden child it's got to feel really frustrating. Mm-hmm. I mean you kind of went through that you're the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. So I I really get not just getting one moment that's about you. But at the same time looking at that bright side or trying to be more positive. The more we talk about it, I think this might be a blessing in disguise. It is.
1: I, I think so. I think, you know, don't make it about the rest of it. Just keep it simple about is you and your future husband's love together and the people that are going to be there are there because they love you and they want to share it with you. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about all the other crap. Don't let them own it. Don't, let it. don't give them that power. Keep the power in your own hand of love and not about the drama, about the power. Tell your brother, congratulations, can't wait to see you get married, glad you'll, I hope you're back in time to, to, to be at mine, but, and just keep it all on track, do your yeah. own thing, and, and focus on just the intimacy and, and the sweetness of it, and whoever doesn't get to make it, fuck them, it's their loss. Truly.
0: Wise words.
1: Fuck them, I love that word. <laughs>
0: I think this might be the first episode you've sworn.
1: Oh 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 oh
0: Okay. Up next. Okay. I've been dating this guy for three months. Him and the mother of his five-year-old child split almost two years ago after being in an on-again, off-again relationship for 14 years. After the split, he realized he wanted to try again to get his family back, but she wanted nothing to do with him, so he moved on. He has dated on and off since then, but no real relationship. Fast forward to when he met me. He was happy again for the first time in a long time. Things moved quite fast for us, and were going great. He told me I was the best thing to come into his life since his son, and he could see great potential in the future for our relationship. We got along great, respected and appreciated each other, and shared the same values and morals, etc. Something he didn't have with his ex. Their relationship was so toxic. She somehow found out he was dating me and has been hounding him every single day for three months about missing him, how much she loves him and wants her family back, even very sexual and flirty texts. He's been pretty open and honest about it all and shows me the text, but in the last couple weeks, I've noticed him being more sneaky about texting her. Well, last week, he laid it out on me that he wanted to try again with his ex, so his son can grow up with his family. My ex comes from a very toxic, broken home, and he has been open and honest about not wanting his son to go through what he went through. So he's willing to put his happiness on hold and sacrifice a good relationship, ours, which he told me I would be a great influence on his son, to go back to his ex for the sake of full control on raising his son. He knows he will likely be unhappy, that things with her probably won't have changed, He just wants to be able to tolerate her and not fight in front of his son. He's been very upset and can't bring himself to break up with me because he knows he's letting go of something great. So I've basically had to do it for him. He says, this has nothing to do with me and our relationship, and he's not choosing her over me. He's choosing his son and making sure he doesn't have the life he had growing up. I'm having a very hard time understanding his reasoning. I'm not a parent, but I know you would do anything for your children, but I think he's making the wrong decision here and not just because I want to be together. My issue is that he knows the relationship with his ex won't be great. They broke up many times over the course of their relationship. They are just not good together, but he thinks she's hit rock bottom and will change. I think she's manipulating him because she only started begging for him back when we got together. She wanted nothing to do with him the last two years, even when he was trying to get his family back. Can you provide some dad insight on this? Thank you.
1: Well, I had a lot of things going on in my head. The first thing is I said I, you know, we we've, we've mentioned the fact that I would love to do a live show. And I would look at the audience and the audience would all scream up and yell boo for this for this woman for the, you know, for the ex-wife knowing exactly what she's doing. You get what she's doing. He is being seduced by the dark side. It's not real, I don't really believe it's about the sun. I believe that she's got some kind of grip on him, that he's hoping that she'll change. And he's a moron for, for believing it. And mm-hmm. I don't even know these people, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's what's coming to my mind that, that we all get it.
0: Completely agree.
1: Okay. At this point in time, you got to be smart enough and confident enough in yourself to say, this is where I got to move on.
0: You deserve better.
1: Absolutely. So it isn't about him loving her, not loving her, loving you, not loving you. The answer is you got to love yourself. So as your dad advice you're asking for, I'm saying, sweetie, it's time you open your eye and me get my face back into the microphone and, and really move on and find the person that's going to really take your, take your love to the next level. Because this is now becoming drama, you just don't need it, no, so that's my advice to you is take this take this as like getting pulled over for a speeding ticket and let go let go in with a warning.
0: <laughs> I love that saying that is the perfect analogy for this because to put it in a perspective too, they have only been dating for three months
1: this is this is easy
0: this is. You know, when you really get into the bottom of this, it's, she's dodging a bullet. She is. I mean, this has been going on, as, you know, she mentioned, they've been on again, off again for the past 14 years. No, we all, we all
1: recognize this thing. And the fact that he's not even being really honest with himself at this point in time, the whole thing just needs to go away for you because there's so much, there's so much more for you that's out there.
0: Yeah, and I think it sucks because I'm sure she does like him. It sounds like they've had a really great relationship mm-hmm. so far the past you know, couple months. And it is hard seeing someone you care about make a mistake or put themselves in a path of destruction. But unfortunately, n- at least I think, nothing she's going to say is going to change this course. I'm going to
1: ask you a question. Okay. They're, 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 they've been together for three months.
0: Very, very short.
1: This is, this is the infatuation period. This is the best it gets for for the infatuation side. It's from three, six months, a year, when you really start to get to know it, that, that it's all the, uh, the relationship side of what you guys do together. You're just the, the pure joy of being with one another that really shines through. And he's blowing it off right now. This is really, this is a message that this is easy to get to walk away from it three months. Yeah. I mean, if you were two years invested in this thing, it would be much more difficult to get out mm-hmm. and much more reason to go continue with the drama. The fact that it's just, be, this is easy. Just, you need to just shut it down.
0: Yeah. I think he's using his kiddo as an excuse too, because if their relationship is truly as toxic as she describes, that's not about the son. A kid shouldn't be put in that. Kids are intuitive as shit. Absolutely. They're, he is five now. He's going to pick up on his parents yelling behind a closed door. This isn't about the kid.
1: I think you give him what he's shopping for. He's, he wants to buy this bag of tricks. Let him have it.
0: <laughs> Let him go for it. <laughs> and he'll be back.
1: But it's your job at the next time to say, I'm sorry, I'm gone.
0: Shut that shit because, down,
1: because it's gonna keep happening. It's yes. gonna be a drama. and you don't need drama in your life. No. Drama no. is no fun,
0: no. And please just be using protection, condoms, birth control, because the last thing you need is a love square with this with, with this, this situation. With,
1: then it really is a bigger drama.
0: oh, my God. can you imagine?
1: I mean, it goes on for like, you know, twenty more seasons.
0: It would be bad. So protect yourself. I think, like my dad said, you got pulled over for speeding and got let off with a warning. That was a a really good one. You might need to print that on a t-shirt.
1: I I don't think I I coined that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure sure you heard it somewhere. I I
1: don't think it's mine to to coin.
0: I'm sure you heard it somewhere.
1: I can guarantee I heard it somewhere.
0: So we have two left. Okay. Should I forgive my best friend of six years for sleeping with my brother?
1: Should you? F- That's it? That's all I get? I don't get more?
0: <laughs> no, I got more. <laughs> my only rule with my friends is that they cannot be interested in my brothers. And if they are, we cannot be friends. All of my friends know this and have respected it. I had been best friends with the same girl for six years, throughout part of high school and most of college. One summer, I brought her as my plus one to my sister's wedding because I didn't have a boyfriend and she was close with my family. She stayed with my family at the Airbnb while I stayed with my sister and the bridal party the night before the wedding. The morning of the wedding, my friend tells me that my brother kissed her the night before. I know my brother gets very flirty while drunk, and since it was the morning of my sister's wedding, I brushed it off. Two weeks later, she comes to visit me at my mom's house. We go out to the bars with my brothers, and on the way back to my mom's, she asks if I care that she goes to see a friend from college. I told her as long as she's good to drive, I don't care, and I was going to bed. Fast forward two months later when she's visiting me at college and we're at a tailgate with my brothers and their friends. She pulls me aside and tells me it's awkward between her and my brother and tells me she went to see my brother that one night over the summer when she came to visit me.
1: She lied.
0: She told me all they did was make out, then ended it there, but let's be honest, when you're tipsy at 3 a.m., who just stops at making out? After hearing this, she apologized the following day, but since then, we haven't spoken much. It's been 2.5 years since this happened, and I've reached out a handful of times to see how she's doing and try to get lunch together, but nothing has come out of it. She hasn't reached out once. Is it dumb for me to throw away the friendship? She knew my boundaries, and we had talked about how the only way our friendship would end is if she tried to get with one of my brothers. To which she replied, Ew, no, I would never.
1: Well, you know how I feel about this, I think.
0: Yeah, you don't really have a code.
1: No code. (laughs) There is no code.
0: (laughs) I think it's different when it's friends sleeping with your ex-boyfriends versus hooking up with your brother.
1: You know, the fact that... Here's something I want... Consider this. Okay. You and her are best friends. There's something about the DNA in you and the way that you were raised and part of who you are that she just loves, and you love about her. Now you got a brother who is raised in the same household as you, a lot of the same characters as you, and wow, I can become amazingly best friends with him, and I still have my best girlfriend, and it's amazing because all this dynamic of it really works out. How magical could that be?
0: Yeah, it does sound fun.
1: Okay. It's a different, it's a different, (laughs) the fact that they had sex, you know, I I think that over the years you have realized that that's your business. That is all your, and who, and so it's not your business who she sleeps with, your brother, your mother, (laughs) right? It doesn't matter. The bottom line is that's their business and it's not your control. So if she if she got if she met your brother out and she liked him and God they fell in love how beautiful really at the end of the day could that be mm-hmm. so you got to open your horizons a little bit and quit trying to manipulate and control other people and that's what I think that we, our our writer has really got to... got Got to get a little grip on maybe, and open her eyes a little
0: bit. Well, I'm sure something triggered this. I'm sure it was, you know, one of her friends in high school was, let's put it this way, changing it up a little bit. Okay. I had a friend in college who was best friends with someone that played on the hockey team there. And it was a big school in Minnesota. That's what the school is known for, hockey. People love hockey in Minnesota. And so a lot of girls would try to become friends with him to get to his buddy. And so it seems like, you know, the writer here might have had something like that happen where it's like, she's clearly, you know, laid this boundary out with her friends. Like, I, lo- I, the only rule is, please don't get with my brothers.
1: Can I ask a question? Uh-huh. And maybe you know the answer, because I certainly don't know the answer. Is she worried about... The girlfriend hurting the brother? The brother hurting the girlfriend?
0: No specification. Just... Well, I'm asking you, in your opinion. What I read is what I know.
1: I mean, but, in, but in your experience...
0: I'm sure she doesn't want her friendships to be impacted. Maybe she knows her brother's a shithead. Maybe she knows her brother is but that, a player and she just says, you guys, stay away from him. He is bad news. But that that's
1: their gig. It's not her problem. It's her, not.
0: But if it then impacts her friendships...
1: Let, let her, let her and all she can tell her girlfriend, listen, I'm not telling you what to do with my brothers or not. Long as, whatever you do, it doesn't affect us. That's all I care about. And that's a fair statement.
0: That would be better put than.
1: Don't go near my, my brother.
0: Well, it's also that Jedi mind trick. It's like, it's like telling someone, oh, don't touch that. And then next thing you know, poke. So. I love the Jedi mind trick. You got, You can't whisper. No one's going to hear it.
1: I'm a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, this is this is tough. But so reading this and kind of looking back too, it sounds like to me, the writer actually has been reaching out to try to be friends with her still, but she hasn't. You know, the friend that hooked up with the brother hasn't reciprocated anything.
1: So is that is that the fa- is that part B of, of our of my of my
0: uh, well, my job so- here? Well, she just says, is it dumb for me to throw away the friendship? But I don't think she's necessarily throwing away the friendship as the, if the friend is already kind of...
1: I think that she has to open the door and have a conversation no different than we just... Just play this to her. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> say, by the way, I want to send you this link and you know, tell me what you think after you hear it.
0: But hearing that, does it sound like the friend is trying to cut her out a little bit?
1: I think that there's some dynamic that may have happened that... Absolutely, that, that there's something going on that they have to get straightened out. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt that there was friendship, there's love between her and her girlfriend. Look, best friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Best friends. I mean, I've, I've certainly, you know, we've all gone through this. I mean, I don't need to share my experiences, but we've all gone through this stuff. And the answer is, is that your friendship must prevail.
0: Yeah, especially if, you know, if this is the one thing I look at, I have people in my life that stopped being friends with a friend because she slept with her ex-boyfriend and started dating her ex-boyfriend and that was her ex-boyfriend and they are friends again. So it's like, this is, this is a little bit different. So if, if she is important to you and other than this is a good friend, I mean, good friends are hard to come by. Mm -hmm. She's not with your brother. She's not currently sleeping with your brother. So it's like. At least from what we know. So, you know, put that into perspective. Good friends are hard to come by.
1: Go save your friendship. Go see where it is. Give it your best.
0: Yes, I would say that. Okay, last one. Okay. Hi, Jerry. I love you and your show. I love when you are on two hot takes as well. Anyways, my fiance and I have been together for three and a half years. We have lived together the entire time we have been dating. A few months ago, he started a new job. Since then, he has become somewhat mean. He is impatient and speaks harshly at me. Sometimes he says such critical and harsh comments about the smallest things. He says things like, quote, You're not even funny when I make a joke. Or when I tell him a story about my dad and then tell the story to someone else and he hears it, he says, That story isn't even remotely as interesting as you think it is, yet you feel the need to tell everyone. It makes me feel so small sometimes. He used to never do this. I don't know what happened to make him like this. The worst part is he makes most of these demeaning comments in front of others. When I bring it up and say it bothers me, he says I've become sensitive. I actually know I'm pretty thick-skinned and would say I'm far less sensitive than most. Most recently, I had enough and responded with, quote, I don't know why you think I'm stupid, but I'm not. Do not speak to me like that. I don't know why you try to create an issue where there is none. All he did was roll his eyes and shake his head. How do I go about addressing this with him and what could have caused this? He never used to be so condescending to me and I don't know what happened to make it this way. Thank you for your help.
1: Well, it's evident to me that he's angry about something. It could be something angry between something that's going on in his life and he only can take it out on you or something that he's just, it could be, he's attracted to somebody else. He's trying to find a way to sabotage this relationship. My answer to you is give him the sabotage. Say, I, you you did the best thing. You stood up to him and said, don't treat me this way. Yeah. The, your, your first rock is to say, look, I'm gonna, I want to sit down with you a second. I'm going to offer you two, two options. Option one is we can find out, tear this down and see what's really going on. Or two, I'm going to make it easy for you. Let's just part ways right now, mm-hmm. because this isn't working for me. It's unhealthy. Right. So e- either way, you're going to solve, your, have your solution. One, he's going to bear what's really going on. Or two, you're going to walk out the door and you're going to end this problem. Because you don't need to sit here and take this shit.
0: And she shouldn't. Definitely, no, definitely I, should not. Absolutely not. not. Um, it is interesting. She says, fiancé. They've been together three and a half years, mm-hmm. but doesn't specify when they got engaged. She does say a few months ago, he started a new job. And since then, he has become somewhat mean. Right. So for you and you kind of being like, well, maybe, you know, again, no idea. It's pure speculation, but maybe there's someone else.
1: Either he, either something, at work. Is, either something, something, either he met someone at work, he's angry about something at work. The only person he can take it out on is you. Cause that's just, whatever his programming is it's not important the only thing important is is that you're going to have to sit him down and say you got two options buddy yeah one you're we're going to come we're going to work through this you're going to come clean with me tell me what's really going on or two i'm out the door because i'm not going to take this shit
0: no and not not
1: wait wait, not unless you're going to participate with me to we're gonna get through this.
0: Yeah, couples therapy are really
1: open up, be honest. Tell me what what the what the hell's going on.
0: Yeah. My other question is I know she attributes this to a job, but my thought is if this happened around the time he proposed, and then you know, I've talked about a lot that abuse patterns, because that's what this is. This Mm -hmm. is Oh, this is definitely abuse. This is abuse. It's anger. This is emotional and psychological abuse and abuse typically starts during life changes, engagement, marriage, pregnancy, once the abuser knows that that other person is kind of locked in. So timing wise, you know, writer, if you're listening, if that rings a bell to you and if this kind of picked up once you said yes and we're locked in or if there's something else, you know, Put she's, two and two together, but this she, is...
1: She's a mathematician. She, this she, woman has, has clearly defined, she gets it, she mm-hmm. sees it, she's identifying it. Now you just got to go put them against the wall and say, honey, we're going to have the discussion. We're friends before we're anything. If we're going if, if to end our relationship, let's end our relationship with dignity. Yeah. But if we're not going to end it and there's something going on, you need to share with me what, what's really going on in your head because this isn't going to work for me. No. And... We're, we're at the point now that we can, we can turn and walk away from this thing with no harm, no foul. Let's, let's do it. Let's leave.
0: Definitely. What do you think of his reaction, to when, you know, she finally did speak up and said, I don't know why you think I'm stupid, but I'm not. Do not speak to me like that. He rolled his eyes. And he rolled his eyes and shook his head. Right. So, like, even his reaction when she did kind of confront it, what do you think of that?
1: I think it, 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 she's on the mark. She's on the mark and that's, that's the way he's handling it. She needs to take, take control of the situation this way because it's not that she's taking control of him. She's taking control of her and her destiny. Yes. And that's really what this is about. You control your destiny, not him. And if, 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 if you don't jump in and, and nib this in the butt now, you're screwed. Then you're really screwed later because it only gets more difficult as you go down the road, for every step further into a relationship, you get marriage. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, have children and all yeah. of a sudden you got to deal with well. it. Right now, you, you can easily, either he's going to grow from the experience by, um, by this confrontation and you're going to open up and you're going to get, find out really what's going on. Something bad at work is happening, you know, you know where, where he can le- easily say, look, this is not the right job because it's affecting you this way. And appreciate it, or there's somebody you met, and you're just trying to find a way out, you're sabotaging this relationship because of your history. Whatever these things are, you're going to come, it's going to come clean. And if he doesn't, if he just ignores it and says, Oh, it's nothing, it's just you, you're just an idiot,
0: there is even more of an answer for you. There, yeah, that's right off Fuck. the bat. <laughs> then you really got to go. He, he,
1: he just gave you the get out of jail free card take it and go. Yeah, go I, to free parking, grab your money, and get out.
0: I know. I... I think it is like you said too. The more into this relationship you get, the harder it is to get out. I mean, marriage is marriage is a lot harder to get out of than just breaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think this abuse will get worse. Typically, and if he's willing to talk to you and treat you this way now, mm-hmm. I get people handle stress like you said differently and Preferably. sometimes very poorly. But fuck,
1: it, and and if and if he does, if if her response is in such a way that it does it, he actually responds and he opens up what's really going on and they grow from it that even makes their marriage and their relationship stronger if they do stay together because now they can communicate now, yes. there, now there's an avenue that helps them break out of the these tendencies that that plague so many relationships and destroy yeah. them consistently
0: Yeah I think even you know looking at this too if you have conversations and he does get better I Still think I would pursue some couples therapy to to hammer this out a little more because this is, I think, you know, kind of blowing up at your partner here and there. Understandable. We're all stressed. We're all overwhelmed. It's a tough world we live in, mm-hmm. you know, especially these days. So, yeah, we all have our moments. But for him to do it and for her to notice the pattern, too, that it's it's always around others. Mm-hmm. Like he's really trying to bring her down a peg or... Just make her look bad, and or of make others. himself look better.
1: His own insecurity. Look, there's something going on. She, mm-hmm. she's smart enough. She recognizes
0: it. Yeah. Now,
1: now go after it and crack that egg. Crack that. Open that. Open the shells of that nut.
0: <laughs> open those cans of worms or whatever the yeah, saying is. Yeah, let's get a
1: can open. Let's just turn, turn the crank.
0: Yeah, better to do it now than after a wedding. Yeah. Definitely, but you deserve better. This is this is abuse. Call a spade a spade. There you go. Okay, well, that's all I got for you. I still don't even know what the theme is for this one. It's kind of just, I kind of threw curveballs at you the whole time. you
1: know, during editing, you can come up with your own thing. I know. What what vibe did you get? What vibe did I get? Yeah. Um... It wasn't as scary as you as you told me it's gonna be. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. Every time I get in this chair and you sit across from me, I'm always going.
0: Oh gosh.
1: I go. She's gonna really come up with something for me.
0: So, so you're saying Justin takes it easy on you?
1: Uh, no. It's not that Justin oh, takes it. Oh. Justin's different. It's, there's a different dynamic. Remember, he is only like my my future possibility. Hope, hopefully, son-in-law. <laughs> you. Is like you're my you're you're this little thing that came to me this big,
0: yeah. But I still terrorize you now. <laughs> I
1: I know that you laugh when I said that. Uh, the, the comments that I get back is that I'm you know that I'm so calm in the way that I or eat. There's there's some word that they describe me at out in the mm. public world. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it, by the way, that whatever that that calmness is, it's only here because out in the real world. I'm a maniac. <laughs>
0: he is the Tasmanian devil in human form.
1: So the fact is that uh, I wrote back that uh, you work hard to capsize my the, the SS calmness, or, or whatever the name of the ship yeah, was. <laughs> yeah,
0: You you went off on the YouTube comments, which speaking of you guys, if you listen to the podcast version, please go help us out and subscribe on YouTube. We're trying to build my dad's channel. Make sure you check out his Instagram and TikTok as well.
1: And I do answer. I've started answering and responding to some of the to some of the uh, the writings as I'm now kind of learning. I'm I'm a little uh, challenged sometimes with the way it works, but I'm getting there. And, yes. And so please keep 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 writing in, and and we'll get them.
0: Yeah, where uh, me and Justin are gonna kind of let them loose on TikTok, especially, and let them. Let him conquer that app and see see how he does with it. But um, yes, they
1: have the cuffs on me, and you know where they are.
0: <laughs> no, but you're just you're busy. You're fixing your plane and doing all sorts of stuff. But okay, this is a good episode. Again, I still don't even know what I'm going to title it. So we all shall be surprised.
1: <laughs> it we'll find out what it is when it is. We look forward to the next uh, episode. Justin's on the next episode with me, so I'm excited, and I think that I i I told Morgan tonight, I think I'm planning on bringing some of my uh father friends and maybe some of uh mother friends on on to share the uh the dialogue and yeah. see how other people respond to some of these answers and
0: tell them who else you got coming soon.
1: oh apparently we have a sex therapist,
0: yes, so if anyone has any sex related problems or even uh I know she specializes in like bdsm poly relationships really dynamic sex problems send them our way the form will be linked in this episode description and it's on his youtube and instagram
1: and isn't it kind of fun that i never know what's going to happen until i get in this chair so it's going to be really (laughs) really interesting because again it's gonna there's gonna be some surprises
0: yeah because no
1: one knows what's going to come out of this mouth when 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 the when the setup is there so it's (laughs) I, I guarantee that will be an interesting show.
0: It will be. Well, That's all I got. That's
1: all I have, too. So we again, welcome to our home and bringing us into your home and, or your car if you're, if you're driving when you listen to us. And we'll, we're going to catch you in a week. Bye.
0: Bye, guys.